You're listening to the second of a two-part series on relationships and marriage. If you haven't had a chance to check out part one of this already gem-packed series, press pause and go do that right now. No, seriously, right now. If you have, welcome back. This week, our conversation with Darren and Raph shifted to topics around breakups and divorce. Married or not, I think we've all gotten to a crossroad in a relationship where we wonder if the partnership is healthy for both parties. Divorce ain't easy. Take it from me. We're picking up right where we left off. So get ready to dive right in. Hey friends, welcome to the Relationship Paso Paso podcast, a bi-weekly podcast hosted by four smart and sassy Jamaican ladies currently living in the U.S. with almost two decades of friendship. Our aim is for you to see a piece of yourself in us and maybe learn a thing or two as we discuss our everyday lives. Thanks for spending time with us. Now, let's jump into our dose of Pasa Pasa. What time is it? Pasa Pasa! Time? Pasa Pasa! Time? Every girl, every girl, every girl, every girl. I owe me a Pasa Pasa! Stop, girl, why not? Welcome back, RPP fam. Let's jump right back into our conversation. I did want to point out about the culture of walking away, where now people are like, listen, I'm tired of this. I can't be bothered. I have the option of leaving, so I'm leaving. Um, And then tying it into what Darren said about um, you're going with someone and you want to be with your best friend or your friend. Um, I do want to point out that my best friend in primary school is not my best friend right now. So as much as y'all had the same things going on, um, we had the same things going on 20 years ago. Cannot see yourself being not friends with this person 20 years ago. I'm not friends with that person right now. So things change, people change, you evolve, whatever. The difference is, especially as the culture, especially the Caribbean culture is, the woman is going to stick it out, even when they don't like the person anymore. Um, And I've realized that, um, especially as I was going through my divorce, that that was one of the reasons why it was hard for me is because of the culture. And I didn't realize that until um, Latia and I kind of had that conversation because she has never, she never experienced the family life that I did. Everybody in my family was married. Everybody had the traditional, you know, family style. Whereas everybody in her family it was women. It was just women leading it. There were no men around. She had a different experience than I had. She's like, the only reason I know what that looks like is because I was around your parents so much. Um, And I was around your family so much. So she's seeing that experience and I'm seeing that experience. And I'm like, okay, well, and she's like, okay, well, your concept of what marriage should look like is what you experience. You experience your parents together for the last 30 years, your your family is together, you know, all your aunts and uncles, they're all married, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas to me, you getting a divorce is not a fail because I, I never experienced that. The, to me, that that's not the culture for me. So I think the 
the concept of women staying or the family being kept together is a cultural idea. I don't think that people are just saying, um, okay, I don't like this person today. I'm just going to leave because this hasn't been, it's not like people in, what I'm trying to say, it's not like people back in the day were like, okay, I don't like this person anymore. I cannot leave. It's just that it wasn't, they didn't feel like they could or should not because they didn't want to. Um, they just made a decision that they were going to be unhappy and that was what was going to happen. And as we evolve and as we realize that as, as we gain these skills, we realize that we don't have to. We don't have to stay. We don't have to be unhappy if we don't want to. We could do bad all by ourselves. We don't need other people to do it for us. Um, so that was one point that I wanted to... Raph, you wanted to say something? Uh -huh. I, I didn't know if you wanted to say something. I mean, I'm listening to I'm listening to, to your words. Um, so I'm detecting something in there. So keep keep. So keep. no no. So um, that was one point I wanted to make based on what um Soph was was talking about. Um, the other point was um, and you addressed this kind of with it. Sorry. I'm I'm sorry, just uh, let me just um, just make a, a, a quick point where that is concerned. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that if you do a poll, that you would find that there are there are people who, who in their marriage at one point or another wanted to walk away. Right. Um, because again, life is life is difficult, life is hard. Um, at one point or another, somebody wanted to walk away. Maybe at more than one point or another. Uh, the conversation might even have come up about walking away, um, because again, it is it is the challenges that life brings, and so really there is no, I, I don't know that there is any beating down of, of somebody for getting to the place where they probably feel that way. Um, it is it is however true that some people act on those feelings of walking, wanting to walk away, and and some people. And some people don't. Um, the point about people sticking it be because they they couldn't. Again, you know, there is there is the, the fundamental thing, and I and I mentioned this, and this is something that I've learned in my marriage. The fundamental thing in marriage is something called commitment, right? It is it is it is commitment, and and again. I, I suspect that for everybody that may be different, right? right. The commitment may be different um, for everybody. But sometimes you find that um, people may get to the place where they, they, they look at what they have, they look at what they could be, and they say to themselves, okay, um, I believe that I can be more fulfilled and I can be happier uh, being by myself than being with this person. The truth is that may be the case with a whole lot of marriages. Uh, there are people, there are people who will tell you that if they had decided to go in a different direction, life would be different for them. Um, life would be better for them if they had gone a different direction. Um, and so all of these dynamics comes into play. All of these dynamics come into play. So for me, for me, I find that biblically and social marriage becomes about commitment and and how in the, on those days when my wife wakes up and don't like me anymore 
right? That, <laughs> that she that 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 she says, okay, it is it is commitment. Today, this may be the issue. And again, that becomes how life is. And that is why you talk about life partner. You don't need a partner if life is always going to be good. Your partner is fundamentally for those times when life is difficult, when you need support, when you need encouragement, when you need somebody to hold your hand, when you need somebody to, to push you. And again, I'm saying that um, that is what I've learned. That those, those are probably not even things that I knew before I got into marriage. Those are things that I've learned <laughs> through marriage, that your partner Prime, your partner really is going to be for those days when you come home from work, man, and somebody gets on your last nerve, and you don't feel like you want to go back tomorrow, or you feel like you want to go back and tell somebody something tomorrow, <laughs> or do something tomorrow. Right. All right. And then, and then you know, you you just sit, talk to somebody, nurse the head on your shoulder, and my wife will talk for two hours. I usually All get right. it. I usually get it. Guarantee. <laughs> After 10 minutes, I got it. But she <laughs> wants to go for an hour. So she talked. You know, you know, that's 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 Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah that's, but that's that's your <laughs> what if you come home and there's and the person is not giving giving that to you? I, I mean And that is what so I'm saying. Can I, can I just say that that is a that is a that is a that is a part that your partner plays. That's that, that is where right. that is so where, we're not I'm not divorcing the concept of marriage, I'm divorcing the partner who's not providing that. <laughs> we're not gonna well, have that, an argument. That's a I think we should do the walk the culture another culture another time. There's much no, I want to say something because I know sorry. No, I was just saying to Darren's point. So that question about your needs not being met, I think it's its own body of work, right? Because it's never just the day I don't want to be, I don't want to hear nobody's mess today. It's always, it falls into, right, it falls into a larger con context. But I think, Darren, you mentioned commitment a few times, and it makes me wonder, you know, in a relationship, you're bringing yourself. Right. So there's this level of commitment that you have to yourself to feel that you're being your best self in that relationship. Right. This whole concept of I got to be happy. This person's not going to make me happy. Right. Right. So you have a commitment to yourself, whatever that looks like for you. And then you have this joint commitment with your partner. Right. right. And in my mind, those two things have to align right. most of the time. Right. How do they always align? But most of the times they need to align for this commitment piece to work. Uh, let, let me, okay, I, I, I said I wasn't, this was the last thing we were saying that point. But let me, <laughs> you did, you did say that. Let, let me put it. You know, Kakapas are nice. One of the fundamental errors we make in relationships is this. We feel that our commitment is primary to our partner. Your commitment is not primarily to your partner or to yourself. Your commitment is primarily to the partnership. That's what it is. Your commitment is primarily. Write that down. Oh, yeah, rip up the paper. Sorry. Your commitment is primarily to the partnership. You evaluate the partnership. You see, 
you see where the partner, you see what the partnership brings, you see where the partnership is going. There is no partnership if there is only one person. Yes. Two people makes up the partnership. And so at all times, people are asking themselves, should be asking themselves, Rob, because I know you're <laughs> I know you're good thing. I know what your thought is going to be. But but at all times, people ought to be asking themselves, is this decision, is this action that I'm going to take in the best interest of partnership? Even if it is not even, even if it is in my best interest, but is it in the best interest of the partnership? And where it is not in the best interest of the partnership, do I sacrifice my best interest for the interest of the partnership? Right. So the partnership is prioritized over self. Over self, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a given in your um, when you get married, they even actually say that. So I don't want to say that's the obvious part of it. Now, if we were to get it right, again, you were saying this as a happily married man living in the ideal situation. Right. Where your problem is your wife talking for two hours. Now <laughs> Now, look, there was a pre there was a prime minister of Trinidad who had a hearing aid. And when people were saying things he didn't like, he, he just turned off hearing aid. And he was the best prime minister they ever had, Dr. Eric Williams. But um no, Eric. you know, I was listening to Mish earlier. So so yeah. uh, uh Brother D. Yes. Uh, my prayer is that you remain married because you're in a great position. And, and you have a beautiful wife. Like, I'm addressing you, and she's not even in the picture. Let's hope it's just, uh, let's hope it's not uh, figuratively or not literally, right? But she's right there, right? And, and, and you are happy. Y'all are clearly happy. Y'all look like a beautiful couple. I'm, I'll, I'll have to ask Gary, how come I don't get to hang out with you people? You know what I mean? But, like, she, she hides me away from all the good people. Oh, my God. But, um, but we did talk about that later, but to speak to Mish. We'll talk, Ralph. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Mish, Mish made a couple, Mish was saying a couple of things. And I like what she was saying, but I didn't like the energy I was getting from it because she made comments like, I could do bad by myself. She made yeah. comments like, the woman is supposed to this. And if there's a, and my thing is, when there's a divorce or a separation, it, there should be no feeling of guilt towards mm -hmm. the woman or the man. Something didn't right. work out. Right, and it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Now right. I can understand. Ideally, where brother D, brother D is coming from, but I was thinking of things, and I was saying why divorce, right? Well, they got real issues, brother D, that maybe will never impact your your um, relationship, like mental health. Now I don't know me situation, but if it's impacting your mental health, you will want to say, well, look, at what cost? Right. You know what I mean? Relationships are funny. Misha also made a point that I actually wrote down before she made it. We learn, we learn from, they say success leaves clues, right? And that only works when it works. Because when it doesn't, right? Like we have seen what happened in our parents' generations. People were unhappily married. And this had nothing to do with men. I mean, sorry, with women, women. being afraid to leave. This was society norms. Right. And mores or mores, like y'all say. Instead, you get married and it's forever. And, right. and to leave that marriage, the man or the woman, 
you will be frowned upon within that so that immediate society. You will be judged. You will be looked down upon. You will be considered a failure, not unlike in your neighborhood, the way they would refer to men when they didn't take care of their kids or their wife. Yeah, yeah. No, right? Yeah. So, so, so our parents' generations, they had a lot of errors. And I'm, I'm not saying that they couldn't stand to do better planning before marriage. Or I'm not saying they couldn't stand to really figure it out and work at their marriages. But, but at the end of the day, commitment, no commitment, love. If you don't have that peace of mind to go forward, right, you may end up doing anything from committing suicide to be living in a bitter existence for the rest of your life. So I ask the question, at what cost? And the at what cost? And the main reason I'm asking that is because love is very strange. You know, in an ideal situation, two people will meet and they will figure out, well, where we want to go with this and how are we going to complement each other and have the best marriage possible. But in real life situations, you will run into someone in the wrong place and your union will be as a result of something you can't even make up. You understand? So the way people fall in love and the people who other people fall in love with, if I get a dime for every time I heard, I would have never expect to end up with this guy. Right? Mm -hmm. The way people fall in love, we don't, we don't, we don't give much um we don't pay attention to that because people fall in love in the funniest ways. If you were to really hear the stories, a lot of those ways, because of the way they fall in love, a lot of times you don't have that perfect planning. Mm -hmm. Right? A lot of people get married because someone got pregnant, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people marry, get married because they find this person, they felt this was their best friend. A lot of people got married because they had enough in common in terms of the incomes they earned. A lot of people got married because they ran into this guy at the right time and it had to be God's plan. You know, people get married for so many crazy reasons or people get together for so many crazy reasons mm -hmm. to say that once you do it, you got to, you know, it's almost like saying that, well, look, if you make a mistake, because very often marriage is a mistake, even mm -hmm. if you get to know someone and plan, because you're, I heard it twice from you and your wife, we evolve. I also heard you say people are dynamic, all true. Right. I also heard you say you learn yourself while you're growing and right. you're not who you are when you got married. Right. All of these are reasons, not grounds for divorce, but all of these are reasons why marriages may end up in a place where you decide, like with governments and like with business, do we keep going? Do we keep sinking this ship? Or do we get off this ship? And save the lives. Right. You know? That's real. Yep. I, I, I want to understand. Of, of course. Um, of course. And it is not. It is not to discredit that those are reasons. It is. It is to point out what fundamentally. What fundamentally a person is supposed to be bringing to their marriage, um, the attitude that an individual is supposed to be bringing to the partnership, and we understand. Um, I mean, from from my particular from my particular position, there there are those things that I would not advocate for, but there are those things that I do understand. I understand why things happen the way they do, um, even though I may not advocate for those things. But it is a it is, it is bringing to the fore that 
this is how it is. These are the attitudes. These are the things that people ought to bring uh, to marriage. You know, I know Misha's on the point what she want to make. But, you know, there's a, there's a text in Ephesians, I believe, chapter 4, where the, the Bible speaks about how men and women ought to contribute to marriage. And there is something fundamental that I noticed in the text, and it is this. Um, the, the, the Bible says, husbands, love your wife as Christ loves the church and gave his life a ransom for it. And then the Bible says, wives, submit to your husbands. All right? I, I want you to, I want to point out to you, because we don't have the time for you to think for you to say, I want you to point out, and there's, and there's another text, there's another part, part of the text further that says, wives and husbands must submit to each other. All right? I want you to, I, I want to point out to you what the Bible did not say in that moment. The text at no point invited wife to love husband. The text invited husband to love wife. Husband, sure. love your wife. Wives, submit, submit to husband. Job. Why? Because God doesn't have to ask the wife to love her husband. She will love it. But he has to ask the husband to love his wife. Why? Is that current? Or was that then? <laughs> it is no, what because they said women have evolved into a different. No, 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 no. What's your point? What's your point? What's your point? What's your point? And of course, what's your point? I'm speaking. Is I'm, this I'm, relevant? Is what he is saying. I I know what he's asking. And of course, within a spiritual context. Within a spiritual context, uh, I speak. The truth of the matter is that a wife responds as a godly spiritual woman responds to love from her husband with respect and submission. Yes, fundamentally. And I'm going to say, and I, I'll say that to you. You prefaced um, when, it with something. When you, you get it with, you made a particular type of woman. Before you said what she does, that's you correct. Because that's what a woman should be. Godly, a godly woman, a godly woman. And quite frankly, I'm when you get married again, you. you will find you will find that your wife responds to your love. And if you ask my wife, she'll tell you thing. Wife responds once she is secured in your love, she submits and respects. Once she feels secured in your love, she submits and respects. Unless something is fundamentally and spiritually wrong with her. Oh, God. All right. Well, well, you're a perfect situation, even more perfect. If, if, she is, if she is spiritually disconnected or something is just fundamentally wrong with the way she's worked, then you may have a different experience. But a woman... That is godly. And I'd like to believe two that questions. women are godly. Response to love. Go ahead with your two questions. So two questions. Um, what about if we look at it, is there any way that the guy mm -hmm. could be disconnected, um, could be a problem in that situation, even though the woman is doing the right thing? It, right? It, and, it could be. And, and, and there also is grounds for a problem in that situation because... Mm -hmm. It, it mars your perfect situation. But but leave that there. My 
quest, my real question to you is, where have you, and I think I know the answer, but these, these because I feel like when you and I, if you and I would be speaking alone, it's yeah. almost like a problemed person is speaking to Dr. Phil. And, no, no, you see where I'm coming from. It's not, this is not, yeah, I'm saying, because uh, what, what I speak about, aren't, most of them are not my issues I deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, right? I'm speaking in general for the stuff I see as a relatively young black man that's socially engaged. Let me, let me interject. Let me interject and say, remember, remember that the text that quote is, uh -huh. is, not, is not descriptive. It is prescriptive. Okay. It is a, it is a, it is a prescription as to, like what, as, is, as, as to what it is supposed to be. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying, Kerry? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is, so it, is it is the prescription. It is a It's not descriptive. So it is probably going to be applied differently. And um, and once it is once it is a, once it is a prescription, then you're going to find that it is being prescribed because not everybody does it. Gotcha. Again, <laughs> so I was still asking you that question. Now I was saying that it's almost like it's almost like the world me is seeking help. Mm -hmm. and you who represent. The, the correct, the, the perfect situation is kind of speaking to, no, 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 I'm not saying that you are perfect. That's not what I'm saying. Because your answers are all ideal. Right. It's an idea, it's idealistic world, right? That most people are not living in, right? But because you have had the good fortune to be in that situation, you present it. Now, it's very difficult to present. Because I know what it should be. Absolutely. And that, that's what I'm saying. But when mm -hmm. you present this to the world, now this is a podcast where we're speaking to people and we're trying to inform, you know, different decisions or different. When you when you when you speak it and you put it out there, well, it's prescriptive now, so it's gonna work, right? But when when you put it out there, mm -hmm. if people can't identify, they cannot buy into it, right? right? So so so, my question is, where did you learn these things? I'm assuming. Your ideas and your theories around marriage and relationships, they were learned in between the home and the church. Because I learned them too. And the study of the Bible, yeah. Right? So mm -hmm. so is it was it learned in the home and in the church? Home, church, study, research. Yeah. All right. I think the things we hold on to the longest in life, right? The things we learn through research and studying, that's the things we change later on. The things that we made part of who we are, right? That's the things that we don't even realize we do. We do it naturally because we, we it, it was almost like part of our, you know, us growing up. But, but, I, I agree with almost everything you have said, right? Mm -hmm. But the practical application in real life, mm -hmm. I, I have a hard time seeing this actually work for the majority mm -hmm. of black people living in the situations Right, or living through day to day situations that we live in today, I think, um, is a people have been tweaking stuff to work, people have been trying new things, society and outside ex external forces have added, contributed something. Not now, you live, you uh, and 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 I respect that, right? 
I really need, I need to hang out. Maybe I'll find a good wife. But oh my god, she and she doesn't even know it. But um, but 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 yeah, manage me. If we, if, we, if we were talking about like relationships and what the best relationships will look like, I they wouldn't have probably even call me to talk, right? Because my experience even like after my divorce and um in other relationships i meet really good women from time to time right but the things even when you try to take this recipe mm -hmm. to make these cookies mm -hmm. you never get a perfect fit mm -hmm. you continue to learn even mm -hmm. you know before your experience you could do everything you have said even mm -hmm. if you did the, if you if you have done everything you have you have prescribed, that actually God has prescribed mm -hmm. through His written text, right? Mm -hmm. You could still end up in a situation. My opinion, where hold up, Mish believes we gotta get a divorce because we are human. X Y Z, right? And, and there's a cost that's attached to it. Mm -hmm. so, so I understand everything that you're saying. I believe I understand everything you're saying. And I believe what you're saying has worked. I think when you force your situation, you end up with our parents' generation. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they are telling themselves, we could fix this, it's going to work. And they are doing that to the detriment of their kids. Right. And that is why, and again, and again, that is why, again, that is why I say prescriptive. I love, I, I, I think I pointed out earlier that um, my marriage has been a great schoolmaster because, because for me, for me, here it is. For me, um, for every turn where there where a challenge developed that I'm not equipped with the tool to handle this challenge, then I'm going to have to go find it. Yes, right. I'm going to have to go find it. Um, uh, and there, there are times when I've been frustrated enough. There are times, that I, and I said to you that everybody probably have gotten to the point where they say to themselves, um, "It's probably better to walk away." There are times that I've been frustrated enough where I said, um, "Maybe my wife would be better off if we if if we go our separate ways." But then, for me, that 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 would not be the best option or the final option. I have to then find another way. What what is what is what is happening here, and what is the best way? And so, a great deal of what I share with you, <laughs> it is it is through the crucibles of 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 the challenges of life that I've had to go and find something that works and understand that an institution that God created fundamentally, there must have been an ideal way in which he expected that this would be executed. And so for me, it is going to be that I'm going to go find that way that he expected to be executed. And and and, and Mark you, we talk about divorce. We, we talk about divorce. You know, in the Old Testament, divorce is a very prevalent thing. A man could divorce his wife because he didn't like the way she cooks. And in a patriarchal society, once the once you're the husband puts you away, your dignity and your worth becomes nothing. Nothing. So, so Moses, Moses, Moses really was the first person to um, come up with the idea of a bill of divorcement, which says that if 
if you didn't like the way your wife cooking and put her away, you got to give her a bill of divorcement, something. Uh, 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 and then we talk about the legal aspect. This was a legal document that preserved the dignity of the individual that was being put away. But, for, but ideally, that was not what God intended. And that's all I'm saying. That's not how God intended it to be. But because that was the situation that prevailed, then they had, to, they had to find a way in which the dignity of those who were being separated could be handled. And that is why the prescription, because of that issue in the Old Testament. Right. Okay. So the New Testament. Now becomes, husbands, love your wife. As Christ loved the church and gave his life a ransom for it. We talk about to what cost. The ransom, the, the, the cost of Christ was his life. All right, I'm not telling you to go die. Right, <laughs> uh, Rafi, did you have a last point you wanted to, to make? or no, I, I just want to make a big overarching point around that. And I know we have a lot to touch on still. I, I, you know, that prescription was great. And it spoke to husbands and wives. And, you know, the Bible also speaks about a prescription, or not necessarily a prescription, quote unquote, but for life in general and the world. And it has failed us. I'm not saying God has failed us. Don't get don't say what I'm saying here. I'm saying a lot of the stuff that is taught to us, right? If you apply it in a real sense, you really don't see it on so many levels. Just look around at what's happening today. You know? So so you know. Okay, with with all of that said, I actually I actually do wanna wrap up. I actually do wanna wrap up the conversation. It's a great conversation and we would love to have the conversation again. I mean, around other things, but this is important. I do want to ask now that we've talked about um, the priority, prioritizing marriage and what people are looking for and walking away from marriage. Um, I kind of want to bring Paul Shar in to start wrapping up where we discuss the outlook of marriage. Um, what what do you think after you hear what, what Darren had to say, especially in the last part, and what Raf had to say, do you feel like as black people, as Caribbean people, we ha we can have a good outlook on marriage? Do, first, do you still believe in marriage after this conversation? <laughs> and do you feel like we can have long-lasting marriages? Um, yes to both. Um, I believed in marriage at the beginning. I still do. And I definitely believe people can have long and healthy relationships and marriages. Um, I think everyone has kind of worked their way into saying what marriages involve. And if anything you take from this, I don't expect you'll take one definition, but you should at least realize that at the very minimum, you and your partner need to agree on what that's going to look like. And you have to, there has to be some level of commitment and agreement that this is not going to be perfect and we will fall out of each other's favor. But we have an agreement on what this is going to look like. And that, that, this, that just demands some loyalty, 
some honesty and some truth speaking. And I think if you have that, then I cannot imagine. And I, and I think there are wonderful marriages um, in our community and I've experienced some and I've seen many um, and I aspire to that if that's in my future. Um, Cause I would not get married if I didn't think it was something that's gonna last. You don't purposefully fail yourself, right? Right. So, um, anyway, I, I was gonna say something about failing yourself, but we, we just a whole conversation. I mean, I don't think you intentionally do it. Um, right. You hope for the be- Most people are hoping for the best in an imperfect situation because there is no perfect right. situation. Right. Yeah. Carrie, do you have any kind of final thoughts? Um, what What do you take away from this? And in addition to that, have your thoughts changed on uh, um, the concept of marriage? And do you feel like it will be long lasting? It can be long lasting for the majority of the black families. Um, but I think that if Will and Jada are any of you, <laughs> what did you say, Carrie? The entanglement. <laughs> oh, Will and Jada. Yeah. No, I, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I kid. I kid. Um, <laughs> but they are married, and that's their definition of marriage. So it is what it is. Okay. I mean, it's how I see it. Absolutely, I agree. I think this conversation has the one. So I've learned quite a bit um, from this from this discussion. I think the one thing that comes to mind, though, is this idea that you're not only committed to self and committed to partner, but you're committed to the partnership. And I think that's true on so many levels, right? Like as Black people, we're committed to self, we're committed to family, but we are also committed to the larger Black collective. And so I, I look at those things in parallel. Um, and I think that's a true takeaway for me because it is a balance. It's a dance. And you do, I think, to Darren's point, have to ask the question, how does this impact not only me, but this partnership that I'm building? And that question, it involves a lot of introspection. It, it requires that you take the time to gather your own insights about your role and this partnership. Like, it sounds like a simple question, but it's really not a simple question. Because if you're racing through life, trying to do things just to do it, you're not going to take the time to ask that question. And I don't think most people ask that question, honestly, is my opinion. Right. Um, So I love that question so much because it requires you to slow down and pause and connect with your partnership. This is the, the purpose of this interaction with this other person. What's the purpose of that, right? Right. Um, so I think that's a real takeaway for me. In terms of getting you know, married or not, I think my position is still the same. If that's something my partner and I want to do, then sure, that's, it's not a, I'm never doing this thing, but it's not a goal for me. I think my goal is always a partnership. What, is, what are you looking for in a life partner? And I say Will and Jada as a joke, but I think what they have is true transparency and they have committed at least right where i'm talking from a surface point of view i don't know these people but they've committed to a partnership up down sideways backwards through and through they have said we are in this together and 
I respect that from any couple, whether they're a celebrity or not. I think it's it's not pretty all the time. Right. And people need to see that and understand that we we're gonna work through this when it's not pretty. We mm -hmm. we're still in this together. Right. So yeah, I think those are those are some of my takeaways. Okay. So I know you um, missed some. Um, that it's not pretty all the time, right? But the partnership says we're going to go through it together. I've always said um, a number number of times to people I've talked to regarding marriage that when I became a teacher, um, I I I love teaching, right? But there are days where. Man, they get on my last nerves. I'm going to be honest. Them kids make me want to check myself in in a psych ward or, or bring my, bring myself, lock myself up in jail, you know. But I don't quit on my job if I can't take it anymore, right? I, I, I push through it. And for me, I see marriage like that. Like, there, there are going to be days that are not that pretty that I'm just not... It's not favorable, but when you're when you're committed to the partnership, you work through it, and you you know, you go through the moments because that's what life is, right? You have up days, you have down days, you have summer, winter, spring, and fall. You go through the moments, you go through the seasons, and 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 like Carrie said, Will and Jada, you know, you know, it works for them, so you respect it. Find find what works for you and your partner, and 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 the key is find what works for you and your partner because you can't. You can't look at other people and say, well, I want that, right? Because that may not work for you and your partner. So I, I'm a firm believer in finding what works for you and your partner and, and, and make it work for you guys, you know, and, and not everybody's going to agree with it. You're going to have people going to have their naysays, like, that don't work for me. That's fine. It's not you. It's me. And if it works for me, then it works for me. So that, that's my takeaway from the whole thing. Awesome. All right, Ralph, your turn. Where's brother, where's brother D? He's coming. Um, well, I, I did want to hear everyone else because I was gonna say that there are words that have been repeated many times. Um, words such as commitment, partnership, respect. Um, we Darren mentioned love at one point about the man uh, loving the woman, but I, I realized that this has a lot less to do with love. Um, people are always going into it saying, I love this person. I'm going to love them till the day I die. Child, please. Um, so <laughs> um, I'm just saying a <laughs> um, lot less do lot less to do with love. And I mean, yes, and a lot more to do with, making a decision to put the partnership ahead of everything else um, and forgetting the stigma that's associated with it. Like, I don't think at the end of the day, and you talked about Will and Jada, I don't think at the end of the day, Will and Jada are like, okay, well, everybody thinks our partnership is terrible, so let's get a divorce. No, they don't care. So um, I, I subscribe to that. And I will continue to do that. You, I mean, at the end of the day, it's two people who are making that decision together. Um, I don't judge. I don't see why other people need to judge. They do what they want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, and if it works, it works. Um, and that is kind of my takeaway around it. So I will, now that we did all the ladies, I wanted to leave the guys with the last word Raph you are itching to speak please no, go ahead itching. I just don't want to speak 
without Brother D here because he's contributed so much. So why, he's you know, here. I, I wanna, so right, you're so, good. Yeah, so I have um, there are a lot of things. One thing that was not new to me was the uh, the idea of commitment to partnership. Maybe it's because I'm 47, right? And it's something I've no because because no, you have to understand like Carrie at Carrie age. Right, that is something that people never probably spoke about. Like when he mentioned it, I said that's even spoken of on the marriage day. That's something that in in marriage they let you, they tell you is about the partnership. It's never about you. It's never about one person. So um, so that's the one thing I did know. But I did I didn't notice and learn a lot of things about you know from what was said from everyone. You know, I learned that this. <laughs> I learned that Charlotte to pretend she's shy and she doesn't speak much. But she's thinking a whole lot and she's way more intelligent than we realize. So she's keeping quiet and making notes somewhere. Right? Um I, I, listening to listening to, to my friend over here, I, I'm really getting deep down that she needs to get all these dating sites. So wherever she's wherever she's at meeting these men, because if she's listening to Brother D, she's not going to He's not, he's not gonna find that balance in that going in that direction. Oh you know God. what I mean? Talking about commitment to partnership. <laughs> that, that's not where it lives. The fundamentals start somewhere else. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's really a commitment to yourself when you're doing that. Um, I, I sense something with you, Mish, that I've never really sensed before. And I don't want to call it a bitterness, right? But I just want to say. There should be no guilt, right? Right. Or, or judgment in divorce. In your divorce. And, and history doesn't always have to repeat itself. We learn from our mistakes because everything Brother D said could be applied the second time around. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So there's no reason, there's no reason to even go in the direction of or the um, third time. Huh? Or the third time. Or the third time. Yeah, no, right. I mean, a lady told me yesterday she's married three times and she's looking for a husband. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, more power, more power to him. I will help you look for him. She said, I will help you look for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, <laughs> but, disrespectful. No, but you know, so, so, so. Um, these things, these are real situations. I was fortunate to be in a marriage where I was able to learn a lot. I think, and I'm not, I keep saying marriage because it's what I know, but I'm not going to even judge people for calling for, for being in whatever situation they're in. I believe if your heart is pure, right, and you're doing the right thing and you're doing what you believe to be right, I believe that God is an understanding God. Right. And we'll give you clues along the way. I'm not saying you're gonna succeed. I'm saying, but you're gonna, you're gonna at least that trying. You're gonna, you keep giving it that, that, that. You keep trying it to do the right thing. Um, while I keep saying that, brother D, is, is, you know, keeps he has this idealistic outlook. He has this because this is his experience. Right. So it's actually a great thing. Because we actually need more people with these experiences to be around the young people to let them know that all these things, right, that you see in a pop culture, 
don't they, these things they are not really representative right of where positive relationships live it's simpler things like the things that that the things that brother d is has experienced and is preaching and i use that word preaching loosely right right <laughs> so, so so i've actually and i admire that because why, why I could be a realist, because I'm being very honest, because I have not, while I'm, while I'm single and all that, I, I, I can't really say I've had experiences with women. I can't really say, you know, but I've seen bad situations with people. I, I can't say I've ever been bitter in a relationship, because mm -hmm. I'm one of those people, if something is done, it's just like with business. If something fails, you move on. Like, you know, and that's not the right way to look at marriage. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, but I've never been this bitter person. Mish, you go every time I talk, I'm laughing, I'm happy. You know, it, it's not a it's not it's not a it's not a facade. Right. It's really it's really who I am. Right. And I'm sure I'm sure Kerry will say that. I'm I'm at the, at the core, I'm a deep thinker still, right? right? So I am not against the idea of me being happily married one day. Mm -hmm. I look forward, however, to spending some time with Brother D. So some of those jewels will drop. Yeah. In no, your pocket and somebody you can place come. yourself in positions to get That's these right. blessings. That's right. Right, brother? That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. laughing, but it's true. Yeah, right. Place yourself in positions to get these yep. blessings. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about we've talked about uh uh, networking and and even on other other episodes of the podcast where you if you're if you want to buy a house you you're not gonna go to somebody who um doesn't know anything about houses or you're not gonna surround yourself with people who know nothing about the things that you're interested in so if you're interested in marriage then it's important for you to surround yourself with people who um have knowledge of how to succeed in marriage so it makes it makes sense um, and not to say that how they've done it is the way that you should do it, but at least you learn um, the concepts and at least you, you'll learn things that you can take away from it that will help you on your journey. So it makes sense to surround yourself with those people, Raf. So it's okay to want to be, to get these tools. More important, to get these More important mm -hmm. like Obama was the president, all the black kids know black young men could be presidents. Right. If this guy's in a successful relationship and you... He's you could touch him, you know, it's tangible. It's not, it's not a story somebody's telling you. Right. They don't know that this is possible. Right. I agree. Okay, so Darren, let's hear you your final thoughts on everything. Um, one of my favorite authors, I'm sure would probably know who this is, said, and I'm quoting, higher than the highest human thought can reach is God's ideal for his children. And um, and end quote. I and I and I think that marriage is one of those ideals that God has. They, in terms of how we execute an experience, higher than any human thought can reach, is God's ideal. I've learned in my years of marriage, and I can't do this long. I have five percent bachelor. I've, I've, <laughs> I've I've learned in my years of marriage um, that that the prescription that that I shared earlier husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave his life 
a ransom for it. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands, submit one to another. I've, I've learned in my life, in my marriage, and I continue to learn that this is a prescription that um, sums up the context of partnership. Love your, your spouse as Christ loved the church. Life, as I said, is difficult. Life is challenging. Life is challenging. Your partner is your life partner. And wherever it is that life leads you, this is the person you're with. And, and so your love, a husband's love for a wife says that at her lowest point, when she has made whatever mess or boo-boo she has made, she can depend that you're going to love her through that situation and get her back to a place. Um, a husband can understand that even when he doesn't get it right, he can expect that his wife is going to still give him the, the respect and the dignity that he should have as a man. It is not perfection. It is how we apply when things, even at our lowest point, we love and we respect each other. Because at the end of the day, again, we say that what matters is the partnership. And again, when I tell you that these are things that I've learned through marriage, I mean these are things that I've learned. It is not something that somebody tells me. It is something that I've learned. It is something I've continued to learn. Points, when I've, when I've gotten to the place where I said, you know something, it's probably better we go separate ways. And realizing that that's not an option for us. You've got to go back and say, okay, how do we do this? And you go and you look for the prescription that works. Um, life is challenging. Just ensure that the partner you choose understands that it is challenging and is willing to partner with you through the lowest point. Last point I'll make is this. Um, I speak of love. In Genesis, there's a word called love. Um, which, which is, I believe it is, it is uh, agape. It, it literally means this wrath. It is loving the object of your love, even when that object becomes unlovable. Mm. That is the way a husband should love his wife. Should I say it again? Not the other Not way love. around. Love the object of your love even when that object becomes unlovable. That's marriage. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay, we will take that and run with it. Raph is digesting that. So while he's digesting that, we will end on that note. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Yeah, you don't even understand water. how much I am, right? You need to swallow that one. Um, you don't even know how much uh, we appreciate that you guys are willing to join us um, and oh, able to discuss this. this. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk to Carrie about that. Um, so <laughs> I'll leave you with Carrie. Um, yes, and to discuss this uh, topic that we really haven't delved deep into before. And to discuss it in length to the point where we have to split this up in two. And people are, they are going to really learn a lot from it, I believe. Um, so we appreciate the time that, you're take, that you've taken to do this. We appreciate 
all the gems you've dropped and we are receiving it and uh, hopefully all the unmarried people will look back on this and during our reception we'll say remember that time especially Ralph. um so <laughs> we appreciate it and we thank you guys very much and until we have another topic that we want want to um bring in the male perspective until next time thank you guys Friends, that's all for today's episode of Relationship Pasa Pasa. Thanks so much for joining us today. You could have been anywhere in the virtual world, but you were here with us. We hope you join us again in two weeks for our next dose. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast on wherever you find and listen to podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. So you never miss an episode. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend. You can also connect with us on Instagram at Relationship Pasa Pasa, all one word, if you are on the social media situations. We can't wait to hear from you. Like, seriously, we can't wait to hear what you think about our episode. And also connect with us about topics you'd like to hear us discuss. Thank you again for listening. Until next time, walk good. <laughs>